is Carlos. His friends call him Los. Los? That's right. I, I do tend to explode only when by myself. What's the big deal? That she touched that? a man's trash can. Bro, right now I'm committing a Schedule 1 felony. Allegedly. <laughs> it's bullshit. It's bullshit. bullshit. He's the mole, dude. <laughs> He's got be. the mole in the face of his cock, dude. He's fucking home like a hole. Like Mom, you are a horrible human being. She's being you know what? Right. Why don't you die from breast cancer or something? Oh, you take wow. that back. That's usually, it's, hey, I'm so-and-so, so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. I'm also a woman. But in the event of an emergency, your regular exit might not be the quickest right. or safest way out. Hey, the emergency exit is painted on. There's no way out. There's no way out. We do, we do, we do. That's right. Now is the time to open your mind. In our search for the unknown, who knows what we will find this is emergency exit this is episode 65 today is february 12th international tell a friend about the brew world order day we are broadcasting from way high above in our floating tin can far above the world i am your host los with me, as always, is Nick the Passion Rider. Yep, fucking A. That's right. And Brandon the Hard Hat Mitchell. Yeehaw! <laughs> Yeehaw. <laughs> That's right. Okay, good. That was, that was strong. That strong was nice. strong intro. Take Very two. Good <laughs> intro, everybody. <laughs> On today's show, Charles Ponzi. That's right. Pyramid scheme extraordinaire. We will give you the who's, what's, where, when's, and sometimes why about this guy. This far-fetched fella. What do you think of that? That sounds nice. <laughs> Later, we got the news, Ugh. and Hard Hat's got a special game for us to play. But first, let's do the Brew World Order. <sighs> it's the Brew World Order. <laughs> we're cracking it open right now. That, uh, Oops, sorry about that. This way. And uh, we're today, we're drinking Buckethead. IPA. And so we're going to put on a little song while we drink here. So what we have here is Buckethead, an American IPA. What is an American IPA, bro? Do you know what an American IPA is? Let me tell you a little something about it. The description of it, the American IPA is a different soul from the reincarnated IPA style. More flavorful than the withering English IPA, color can range from very pale golden to reddish amber. Hops are typically American with a big herbal and or uh, citrus character. Bitterness is high as well, moderate to medium bodied with a balancing malt backbone. It's 8.9, so let's take a sip y'all. Cheers as rounds. Alright, so 
taste that malt back. So I'm gonna, we're gonna try a little something here. You're gonna rate all these on a scale of five, and then you're gonna do an overall. But you're gonna do look, the smell, and the taste. I guess we don't, we can't really do the the look, so we'll just cut it out. We'll do the smell and the taste. It's very aesthetically pleasing. Because we, I think we were gonna have, we usually would have glasses, but we just drink it right out of the bottle. So we're, we're gonna do smell and taste. So you do smell, taste, and then your final determination there. I don't really smell much. Yeah, you know what? There's not much of a smell to it. How about just taste? Oh, so just a single one through five scale like <laughs> we've always done? <laughs> no, I did not look. I did not think this was over. Um, <laughs> All right, tell us. So, what do you like about it? Do you not like it? What? what, what I, I'm not a big fan. It's kind of leaning into that era of IPAs that I don't like so much. Too much. Uh, it's got an 81 IBU. Yeah, it's just got a, a bit of a. A little bit too much funk on the back end of it. <laughs> you don't you know, care it the starts, funk, huh? It starts he, off he wants great. His front, he wants his funk on the front. Yeah, dude. dude, I like my funk up front. You don't fuck around with the funk. <laughs> Bring that in on the ass end. That's that's where you don't want the funk. It's on the ass <laughs> it's end, on the I tell ass you. End. I, I beg I've, to differ, my that. friend. I've heard that I don't before. like funky ass. <laughs> Gotta clean that shit. Um, I don't know. I'll give it a, a 3.2. 3.2. It's 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 over halfway. I mean, it, it's it's drinkable, but I'm not gonna like really go for it. That's not bad. Personally, it's just a bit too too skunky for me. That's not bad though. 3.2. All right, All right, Brandon, what do you think? Oh, the fact that it's almost 9%. Would you drink? Though, that would you really, drink? Uh, yeah. Would you drink more of it? Would you? Uh, well, sure. I mean, I wouldn't be at the bar ordering it, but if people are like, hey, this is what we're drinking, then yeah, why not? I would not. I would not have any qualms about it. And again, the nine percent. You're only gonna that need that helps. Yeah, yeah, that definitely helps. <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, it's definitely it's on the very hoppy end of of uh, my scale. Yeah, what I, what that I go funky for. ass. Uh, I mean, I kind of like it though. It's just it's up there. I I physically don't know if I could down more than probably two, just because that's, that's a heavy beer, man. It is. So this good. is definitely not a shower beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the opposite. This is a beer you need a shower beer after. After it? <laughs> like, oh man, that took a lot that's out good of me. As fuck. Um, so I don't know. It's not one. Kind of like that. Like you had said, Nick. Uh, it's not one I would go for. But if that's what we're drinking, hey man, let's do it. it it's not bad tasting. Uh, I'm gonna give it a solid three. Not gonna give solid it a decimal. Three. Just a three even. Wonderful, wonderful. I uh, hear. I want a little bit of that. So I'm backing this up. We listen to that some more. This is a wonderful song. It's not shitty at all. That's right. Well, one thing I noticed right off the bat that it's very, got a very bitter, like if you were to eat, eat a orange peel kind of thing and it kind of lingers in the back of your... Did you have to sat, let it linger? Sat, it's, it's sat and sitting around. You know, <laughs> it lingers, man. You invited Linger. it in for, you know, I said a couple days, man, and it's now been two weeks. <laughs> you're like, Come on, just could you go, please? And he's like, "Well, you know, just come on, just you're good, cause you're like you were you were cool, man. You tasted all right. I like the 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 very good linger. It was good. This this is a very invited guest, so he can stick around. He's not paying any rent, but he's paying me in pleasure. Wow. I'm gonna call I guess this that's one an even trade. We'll I guess. call this one a four point seven. Remind me never to stay on your couch if that's what you expect. So. Yeah. Did you hear me? A four point seven. Man, so that? thirsty planet is just your fucking yeah, jam, huh? Probably a little oh, biased, you know, right? It is. Yeah, we should have mentioned that it's made by, by thirsty, thirsty planet. Yeah. And people think you're only five out of five. Thirsty that's goat. right. And that was the Brew World Order. Postman.
God damn it. <laughs> Did it again. I mean, we can. <sighs> it's the brew world. That is correct. That is correct. I'm like developing this new game. Um, it's called the That's Right Game. It's coming soon. But someone's going to ask a question on uh, someone's favorite TV show or something. And it's going to be like, what do you hold? You, you think you're so good? And then it's going to pause. And then I'm going to go, is the, you get the guess if it's, uh, they're going to say that's right or anything else, right? It doesn't have to be yes or no or oh, that's correct. It has to <laughs> just be anything else. If you say fall, you say it's not going to be that's right. Then you can get bonus points for telling me what, what will it, uh, what will they say, right? So I'm working on that whole thing. I hear it all the time. I'm like, oh man, I can totally make this game happen. But in the meantime, all right, uh, let's uh, okay, let's get into talking I about uh, Charles friggin' Ponzi. This is this a is a CBS, CBS that guy did not turn out the way I thought it was going to turn out. Yeah, that was kind of <laughs> It got all, fu- got all fucked up. Ooh, we're going to talk about little Charlie Ponzi Ponzi, here. Ponzi, 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 scheme, 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 scheme. Uh, do you guys want to? Well, you guys want to hear his name? His, his full name, his sure. God-given name, it goes Carlo, Pietro, Giovanni, Guillermo, Diablo, Ponzi. Diablo? It's uh, Diablo. Oh, Diablo. Okay. Diablo, Ponzi. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> uh, this man he attended the University of Rome in La Sapienza. Am I saying that right? I don't know yeah, if I'm sure saying that not. right. Family, his family lost most of their money growing up. He hung out with the rich kids by the cl- end of college. He was broke with no degree. Ended, uh, he, uh, he regularly attended cafes, operas, and clubs. Hey, hey I'm, a, he I'm a Ponzi. I'm just going to uh, operas and the clubs, having some fun. You like? All right. How was he doing this if he had no money? Well, you know, he could probably sneak in. Well, no, what he, do you think? He... He, uh, you know, through through the traditional means of a college student, taking taking out loans, stuff like that. Uh, he did work a little bit through his uh, his college years, but he spent all of his money going to you know hanging out with the rich uh, kids, trying to keep up with them. Gotcha. And by the end of his college career, he was broke and didn't even uh, finish. Didn't even finish. So, yeah, he uh, he 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 had a taste of the good, the good life growing up, and then his family lost all the money. Um, yeah, and he still more. he still wanted to to live that life, but didn't didn't really have the means. Got it. Um, and so at that time, a lot of a lot of people were immigrating to the U.S. Uh, and he was one of them. Came over on the SS Vancouver, eh? Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Vancouver, eh? What uh, what little bit of money that he did have, he ended up gambling on the ship. You know, it's a long long ass boat ride over. I'm sure, uh, probably several weeks at that time. Lost most of his money. Uh, and then when he arrived, he says, uh, he's quoted saying that he arrived with $2.50 cash uh, in his pockets and $1 million in hopes. So he, he, he wanted to grab or he wanted to live the American dream at that time because it was 
alive and well with the you know flood of immigrants coming in. Of course. Um, he he uh, got just odd jobs working the East Coast, the U.S. Uh, dishwasher uh, to a waiter. He worked worked his way up to a waiter and was later fired uh, for theft uh, and trying to create little schemes as well. So he always was a bit of a so con a man. shyster, huh? Yeah, he always he ended up getting caught several times. Um, and then finally they let him go. Uh, in 1907, he moved to Montreal, worked as a uh, bank teller. The bank. Oh, uh, that's Rossi. good. Yeah, so you know, get that con man in there working with the bank. Uh, the bank, though, it was uh, owned by a fellow Italian immigrant that kind of catered to that community. Um, but later, that bank went bust, and he was out of a job, and kind of was back to to square one. Now, did he have anything to, to do with that? Um, anything, everything that I found was just, they made bad loans, you know, that people couldn't, you know, pay back at interest rates that were, you know, insanely high and, you know, pretty much like the housing bust of what was that almost 10 years ago, 12 Mm -hmm. years ago. Yeah. Kind of the same thing, just making bad, bad loans. And eventually boom, you know, the bank went under and lost everything. And, uh, let's see. Oh yeah. Spent, uh, three years in a Quebec prison. Uh, yeah. I mean, that can't be too hard though. Right. Oh, Canada, no. like, come on! What, what's probably the hardest thing that they have to deal with? They you know? they get every meal. Somebody with some maple not syrup. <laughs> they they take away your hockey stick for the day. You can't play any hockey. It's oh, fucking rough, man. man. Yeah, I guess You'd be so. fucking pissed off. But uh, that was he uh, from forging a bad check. And uh, <laughs> this guy, he actually would write his mom from the prison. And when she would ask him like, "What's with the prison address?" and blah blah blah, he's like, "Oh, my job is like the assistant to the warden." So for three years, he pulled that off to like his family or whoever he wrote. He's like, oh, I'm just sending it from work. You know, no big deal. Wow. <laughs> real, real honest kind of guy there. Oh, shit. Um, you know, so he was, he definitely had that shadiness in him. Uh, and then. Where do you think he like learned to to do all these little, little cons and shit? Where do you learn it? Did he just, just make it up? He did three years in the Quebec prison. So you pick up a lot from prison. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, that's, he was already a shyster before that, where criminals go though. to get better. Yeah, I guess you hone your skill in, you know. You go to the, the call, you know, con college. Yeah, and I mean, then you, you know? get several people's point of view. What's worked for them? What hasn't? You're like, all right, cool. Don't try that. Don't do that. Definitely so tell that. me a little bit more about this uh, thing that you're doing. <laughs> He's like, hey, man, what are you talking about? Yeah. No, it's, it's Canadian, so... Oh yeah, <laughs> but he's still like there's still got to be like a hardened like a can- a Canadian. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey. Yeah. So what are you talking about, eh? What are you talking about? Like you got to do like Julian. Yeah, fuck it, man. Just fuck it. Just fuck it, buddy. <laughs> All right. So then that brings us enough. This was this was the early early so, uh, well, 1900s. So far he's like. These are all small. How old is he about this time? Ah uh, man, I'd probably say he's like probably mid twenties. Okay. So far, what? It was bad checks? Yeah, bad checks, little small, you know, the small con, you know, short change in a customer or thing? something like that. <laughs> we need to get him a fidget spinner. Um, and then, but now here comes the uh, the big scheme. All right. The big one, 1919. Um, it involved uh, international reply coupons. 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 You guys familiar with those? What are those? Essentially, they are, they're stamps that um, that you use to mail something if it's going to another country. Uh, they're usually bought at a specific price in certain countries, and they're usually about the same, but at that time, uh, World War I, uh, I guess the end of it, the, um, the prices were a little cheaper over in Italy, 
And so he saw an opportunity. Oh, I can buy a fuck ton of them here in Italy, ship them back over to the U.S. and resell them. You know, at a at a profit margin of like three three to four hundred percent was right. uh, was nice. how he saw it. So it was like, okay, yeah, that that looks great. Um, he ran into a lot of issues though when uh, when doing this, and this is how it. I I think he probably had a. Uh, Nothing's illegal say, about what he's doing at this point, right? He's just no, buying them. And no, no. He saw a business opportunity, and in a capitalist yeah. market, he's going to jump on top of that. So, so far, so good. Yeah, at that point, nothing illegal. He's just he's going to try and take advantage of it. I like this it. guy so far. I like him. I mean, him. He, he saw a business opportunity. Yeah. Okay. So um, good. Yeah, the IRCs, they were, they were cheaper in Italy. Um, he tried several times to secure loans to purchase the first round of these IRCs, and the banks just kind of laughed at him. They're like, ha, no give you money for all these tickets to have shipped back. And they're like, you're crazy. No, blah, blah, blah. So didn't, didn't work too well. So he turned to trying to get investors to gather capital, just telling people, Hey, you know, I have this business opportunity and the way he marked it, marketed it was he would promise investors uh, 50% in 45 days of a return or 100% in 90 days. So you see, he gave him a little bit more on the back end to keep get them to keep that money in. Mm-hmm. Um, but wait, the bank. So the bank wouldn't uh, the U.S. bank after he got them, he couldn't cash them. Well, no, oh. the banks wouldn't give him wouldn't give him a loan to purchase the first one. Yeah, he, he wouldn't get a loan to get to get it all yeah. started. And I'm yeah, assuming he wasn't going to Italy to buy them. He was having someone sure, and it had to be enough to be worthwhile. Exactly, you can't yeah. do like three or four notes at a time. <laughs> yeah, you would need a whole <laughs> lot. Um, which is why he needed, you know, the large amount of money. So he turned to the investors and told them, "Hey, fifty percent in forty-five days, or one hundred and ninety." Well, okay. obviously they're going to wait ninety because who wants only half of your? Well, exactly. Yeah, and that's kind of. No and you at that get point, more than your investment. So what's the? Well, then you just turn around and reinvest. But and that's that's what he wanted. He wanted them. He wanted to give them the op- the illusion that they can take the money out. But as a pyramid scheme, if you've got people taking their money out, like then I mean you're losing money for. You know, essentially right. your pocket. So you give them a little more on the back end, so you can keep it longer, and then hopefully it's the cycle just starts. So again. this means they get their investment back plus fifty percent or plus a hundred. Yeah. Yes. Okay. They, they get like, their investment back. You know, plus plus other fifty yeah. percent. Okay. Yeah. 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 So uh, I mean, think about it. You know, if you somebody gave you, hey, you know, give me a thousand dollars, I'll get you, you know, another, I'll get you two thousand dollars in ninety days, like. Damn, that's that's pretty good. It's and pretty good deal, yeah. You know, a lot of these people were uh, immigrants in his community. Uh, people, I guess you could say, he was kind of prayful upon them because they, you know, didn't have the best financial knowledge, things like that. But uh, he so, has, but he has the clear intention of doing the right th- uh, thing, right? Uh, sure, this sure point, right? at this point, yes. Like, so it is a good investment. Well, unless you know. he already knows he's never going to fucking give them their money back. Mm, well, I mean, he ran into issues when he got all the money and was going to go get them. He realized it's like, shit, I just got a hundred thousand dollars just like this. Just no big deal. And he's like, and that's where he, you know, just got that pyramid. It's like, well, now I get more people and I can pay some of this money out to keep these people quiet and they'll, I'll get even more of an inrush of money and it just quickly builds. So you start um, with the two people and mm-hmm. then you pay them off with the with the second person. Mm-hmm. But then you sub that second person to pay off so that's that why you need you somebody else person. to go and then that continues yeah. on in a Yeah. Robin uh like a what is it? triangular uh, shaped fashion. Yeah. What is it uh, <laughs> or a pyramid almost. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Funny how that works. What's Jeez, the uh, my goodness. God damn it, what's the saying? Stealing from Peter to pay Paul? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is. Um so and that's where Who it is got Peter and Paul. 
Uh, and uh, they hung out with this chick, Mary. I, God damn it, uh, you beat me to it. Do they, have, like, <laughs> they sang some folk songs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. God damn it, Nick. Do it. All right, anyway, back Cut on the top. magic dragon. <laughs> um, and I mean, this this, uh, this pyramid what, what scheme. What do you think of that? This by the sea. There you go. All Sorry. All right. This uh, this scheme only continues to work as long as you have a new wave of investors. Right. So exactly. as long as you as can keep as, getting people on board, it's going to keep making money. It's going to add up. But the moment you stop, money, it's it's it all going to fall apart. But wait a minute. So let's say let's say he stays on top of it. Let's say we're at the third level where he's he paid off the first two people, and now he's over at uh, like a fourth person. He needs a fourth. He needs another investor. What if he just takes that money and like literally puts it into that stuff that he's talking about and then gets that actual money? Like what's what's stopping him from doing that? Is he just not doing that part? Yeah. He's so Well, he's, I mean that and if you were to really break down the logistics of getting them over here, it's he's not making money. Like I mean it would take cuz right. I mean they're you know essentially little to... booklets and yeah, they would need to be shipped across the Atlantic. Uh, in, in a cargo and I actually read somewhere I don't know if I made a note of the number but it would take like three or four Titanics full of international reply coupons coupons to have gotten all the money like there wasn't even that many in circulation at that time but yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. and plus if he's promising everybody double on their investment I mean he's gonna have to he's been paying out yeah. of his pocket this whole time yeah. and he's just burying himself all right, so because each yeah. new person that comes in, great, they're giving you money that you can use to pay off. But then also you got to give them double their investment too. So now you've dug yourself even deeper, and you just got to keep going. Mm-hmm. And didn't some of those people just like well, after they the, got their the investment, thing, they they let it ride? They probably yeah, convinced exactly. them to just keep invest. Like they never actually got their money back because mm-hmm. he was yes. always it was it was like the the illusion of a credit that they thought that they had. Yeah, that yeah, that's exactly they they let it ride to just keep that money there and he it just they would get a, a statement in the mail and just be like oh your balance is now this and they're like yes yes keep it in there keep it in there and he even fought off like a couple people tried to make a run on the uh, the fund and pull out their money but he was you know of course he was able to pay out some it was actually quite a bit um it was actually oh do 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 I lost my numbers here. Yeah, I know. I know, (laughs) man. I know. God damn it. All right. So basically, yeah, in in January 1920, he started the Securities Exchange Company. And this is where the money really started coming in, that he had like an entire workforce hired to recruit people, investors into this scheme. Right. Um, Now, does he have his investors get other investors? Like how Amway and all that shit works where you have people and then they go get more people Mm -hmm. and then they get more people. Yep. Yep. Yeah, they tell two friends, and, yeah, and they, they tell, tell two, two friends. friends, and yeah, and then before you know it, that you know your pyramid contains more people than there are on Earth. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy um, how that works. But uh, in one month's time, between February and March of 1920, uh, they had ri- uh, at first from five thousand, and then jumped up to twenty five thousand dollars in a month's time. Um, Good God! Yeah, and, and in this whole time, there aren't even enough coupons to actually back all for this. the, this the is money all that's, that's going bullshit. around. <laughs> yeah. So it's like a big scheme to everybody in July of 1920 was making a cool quarter million dollars a day. Good God. Just in, you know, investors, new investors. So, I, I mean, he, he paid very handsomely, uh, very handsome commissions to the people who worked for him. So that way they were getting as many people. I mean, it was, it was like Wall Street, like Wolf of Wall Street. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, very similar. I, I found just as I was like reading about it. 
Um, but it was an investigation by the Boston Post that kind of uh, led to his downfall. They started an, inve- an investigation, looked into it. Um, and let's see. Oh, yeah, and one of the runs that I had said that I mentioned earlier, uh, he ended up paying about $2 million in three days just to kind of get people to show, hey, you know, no, we've got the money. Like, we've got, the, you know, we've had $2 million to pay out. Like, it's there. Just trust us. And that kind of cooled everybody down. And that avoided that like run. just enough to keep the like just enough of a carrot. Yeah, yeah, dangling. yeah. To keep them to keep them busy for a little bit, you know, to keep the panic down. I um, mean, could you? I just yeah. All right. So quarter million dollars a day. That sounds especially a 1920s money. Cool. I mean, that's that's huge. But could you imagine the amount of fucking stress that this guy was just under all the time? I don't know, man. He's yeah. like a he, lifetime he, con man. I think that that was. Or do you the, think that he was, was like element. very Patrick Bateman about it? Oh, he to, was very, very flashy about his money. I, it's like I would lay had. awake and I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is all going to come crumbling down. Like, holy fuck, someone's going to kill me. I don't know. Just <laughs> I would be, I would be losing my shit. Yeah. just nonstop. You'd be nervous all day, every day. Somebody's on just, to me, oh, man. Fuck, fuck, fuck. This could all fall. It'll take one person, and the whole fucking thing just dominoes yeah. onto me. Yeah. But he's a lifelong con man. He's in yeah, his element. Yeah, man. He's got some big old Brandon Mitchell-sized balls. I'll uh, tell you probably what. Probably bigger than mine. Brass <laughs> balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the only person who in history has had a more successful scheme was uh, good old Bernie Madoff. 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 Yeah, Bernie Madoff. Yeah. Everyone gets with the Madoff scheme, the Madoff this mm, and that. That's like our generations, I, I suppose. They do, but, and uh, he did similar sh- I know I've heard that name a bunch, but he did similar things. Yeah, did you look into him at all? Bernie? Bernie Madoff? A little bit. I mean, it comes up. There's a lot of comparisons. Uh, I mean, he'll come was, up a little bit. Okay. You know, in, in, Who was in, the but, uh, check cashing guy that Leo played in Catch Me If You Can? Uh, give me a minute and I can remember the name of his character. I don't know if that's exactly right. but I can't uh, think of it either because it was a real dude. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, good movie. I actually really like that one. Uh, God damn it. I'm trying to say Frank Abagnale. Frank Abagnale. Not Abagnale. Junior, right? Yeah, Junior. Junior. Daddy's proud. <laughs> right, right. Um, but just to put it right, into so. comparison, uh, the, the, the OG Ponzi scheme, uh, or no, I'm sorry. Yeah, the OG Ponzi scheme, $20 million is what uh, what it cost people. In uh, 2011 dollars, adjusting for inflation, is about $225 million. Uh, Bernie Madoff, $18 billion. Jesus. Just, uh, <laughs> that's first and second place right there. And, and then, he did uh, the same thing with uh, selling IRCs? Like, what did he try oh, to Oh, no, Bernie Madoff? Yeah, uh, what was he selling? Uh, I think it was just, I don't think it was a specific, it was any product, it was just an investment firm is what he ran. The, and when that's that's more like what Wolf of Wall Street is all about. Like, invest in this, and it was... Well, I mean, it was like penny stocks or something, wasn't right, it? Right, but I mean, that still is technically an investment. Like, you sell them to people, and you mm-hmm. have them think they're right. actually getting investments in something, and that's and it's, not really it's nothing, it or you know that it's going to crash, you know? Right, because no actual money ever exchanges hands in Wall Street, right? It's just it's all it's fucking all numbers and shit. It's just it's all it's the all illusion codes, of zeros money. Zeros and ones, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and then Ponzi granted one last interview to an American reporter, uh, quoted, even if they never got anything for it, it was cheap at that price. Talking about the IRCs. Now, Cause he was like, I meant to sell them to these people at this price, but I just never got around to it. <laughs> so he did it for years and at no point. Nobody ever thought, aren't I supposed to be getting fucking coupons for this? 
Well, no, see that was, he wasn't, he was just, he was, okay. I guess I should have specified on this. He, that was how he planned to get the money. He was just telling them, Hey, I've got this great investment opportunity. Oh, it's a oh, secret. Oh, I can't they, tell they you, but I've got the, no, the coup- but right, he had right. the idea. I'm going to get the coupons and flip those. And, just to give them money back. So all they and know that'll is be their I give money. you money, you give me money. Exactly. So, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Right, so right. essentially it was like two fronts he had them going on. Um, I mean, very Man. ingenious. And I mean, think about the, yeah, like you said, the the balls for somebody to do this over and over, but you're going to get better at it every time too. You know, and once you get in with like a big client who wants to, and has like, you've managed to pay him off his investment, he's going to tell his friends. Right. So love him or hate him. He, he knew what he was doing, you know, like he worked it. He, and just all the pictures you may want to look up of uh, good old Ponzi. He's just got it's this, this con man. Uh, yeah, that too. My man. Uh, he's just got that, that con man smile, that con man like that swagger car kind salesman. of thing. Yeah, just that that slick, bar- of, slick back hair. He'll charm you right, air freshener. He'll, yeah, he'll charm you right out of your air freshener. Uh, <laughs> he can fucking have it. Tell yeah. you what. Yeah, that guy. He's uh, it's pretty crazy. Um, Here's a little something on uh, Madoff here. Yeah, what you got? sales method. Rather than to offer high returns to all corners, Madoff offered modest but steady returns to an exclusive clientele. The investment me- method was marketed as, quote, too complicated for outsiders to understand. And he was secretive about the firm's business. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I guess you, you can just say, like, hey, don't worry about it. Yeah, you, you got to keep that a secret. That's how charming you have to be. Right. I'll only yeah. pay back exclusive people, and you're totally exclusive. Don't worry about it. Let me tell you something it. about yeah. me. You, you are gorgeous. You are fucking money. Yeah, you, you got so these, money you don't even know how you money you are. Fucking money you don't even know. And fucking commit me, Vince give, Vaughn. Get out of here. Give me a hundred thousand dollars. I'll give you four. No, I'll give you two. All right. You give me four. I'll give you eight. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll double it. I'll double it. Now, because I'm from Brooklyn now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, all right. You know, cultural I'm, shift. You know, because I'm Bernie yeah, Madoff, man. and I'm like, you well, know, you fuck need to you. you need to be able to be from anywhere if you're a real con man, because you gotta yeah, you gotta be from wherever you need to be to make. You gotta be sale. relatable yeah. to your to your target. Yeah, sell eyes. me this pen. Oh, you see, the, you see this pen? <laughs> now yeah. I'm jumping around into other scams. But. You'd love this pen. I'll tell you why, because this pen will never run out of ink ever. I See, guarantee now you. Now your accent's changing again. I'm like now I'm doing like a Bernie Sanders, fucking very <laughs> Bernie from, Sanders. from from Vermont. That, yeah. I want to <laughs> give me all your money. I'll give it to the blacks. You know, That's, buy this fucking pen, just, like I fucking told you, and it'll, it'll never run out of ink. I, I swear to God. I swear to God. Ink. Oh my! What the? Where the fuck are we? Just kind of all over New England, med- I guess. A medley of uh, a medley of really bad New England accents. Hey, come on, enjoy I mean, this. Really shoppy. bad doesn't even describe it, though. I think there was some Stallone in there for a minute. I don't know. Well, there's I, always a little bit there. A little bit Stallone. By the shoppy, I swear to God. All right, it, this is the pen I used to write the original screenplay for Rocky. You know, it's really important. See, right. boom, could have sold to me right there, just like that. Did you really buy that's that? A, that's a Rocky pen? Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you got to know your target, man. See, exactly. Target. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You got to work on your con skills, bud. Well, that would work for you. You got to try to sell it to me. If oh. you, uh, you can do like it's Arnold. You know, like this, when I do the pump, I use the Shopee. And it got a good pump, and it makes me feel like I'm coming. And I'm like, did you say you're coming? <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, fuck, yeah, It's like I'm oh, coming. Right. You know, that like was from his uh, pump. Uh, or like what? I'm having master, like pleasure. <laughs> fuck. Oh god, what was that called? His like 
when he was in the Mr. Pump Universe competitions and there was a documentary about him. Yeah, it was, was called saying, uh, Pump and Iron. Probably when not I, far off. When I am working out, I get pleasure like if I'm with a woman. Can you imagine all day in the gym I am coming like I'm with a woman and then I go home and I get to come with a woman. It's just like all day I am coming. Can you imagine? Yeah, we need to get audio of that right there. That uh, Arnold could say it better. We can make use of that. I don't know. That was pretty damn good right there. All day I am coming. Edit point. <laughs> so let me just keep saying it. That's not yeah, what we yeah. need in here. All right. So uh, we're more on Ponzi while he tries to find this thing. I mean, we... that's that's pretty much you know it. So I how mean, did he, it fall he, down? He how did he, over, the Boston? That, uh, yeah, what? the Boston Globe. It got enough people to start asking questions. And eventually people and started just, being like, let me get my money. Let me get my money. And that it just fell and so apart. so he ended up he going was, to court. And yeah. Getting, what are you charged with? What happened? Uh, he was soon arrested. Oh, I mean, he, they, they threw all sorts of charges at him. Um, it was, let's see, mail fraud, wire fraud, conspiracy to commit, you know, of course, appended to all of those. Um, what else was there? I believe there was uh, money laundering as well. Uh, they, I mean, they they threw. You got to hear about Arnold doing the pump here. <laughs> they they threw all sorts of charges on him. As far as I I saw, like you know, all the big ones hit, and he ended up uh, doing. God, I feel like 16, 20 years. No, no, no. God, way off. Five years federal, and then three years uh, served state, and then he was deported in thirty four. Died penniless in uh, Rio de Janeiro. Oh, so what? What a sad way didn't to go. Didn't even send him know? home. No, that, I mean, well, I think he probably made it to Brazil. Oh, you know, but yeah, they deported him, so it makes me think that they sent him back to to Rome, and he made it back to. Rio. And he went to Brazil, so I want to try to fuck up. Fuck yeah, up it's like, shit well, there. I, I tried North America. Let's try South America. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Still in America, and America's <laughs> the best uh, nation in the world. I that's tell just you what, the, the southern it's the part. best part of the country, of the best of the best part of the world in the world, because it's America, America. What, what? Here's the thought. Looking for little Moving Caesars now. The feeling you can get in a gym, or the most satisfying feeling you can get in the gym, is the pump. Let's say you train your biceps, blood is rushing into your muscles, and that's what we call the pump. Your muscles get a really tight feeling, like your skin is going to explode any minute. You know, it's really tight. It's like somebody blowing air into into your muscle. It just blows up, and it feels different. It feels fantastic. I think this is the same part I'm talking about. It's as satisfying to me as uh, coming oh. is. You know, as wow. uh, having sex with a woman and coming. So can you believe how much I am in heaven? I'm like uh, getting the feeling of coming in the gym. I'm getting the feeling of coming at home. I'm getting the feeling of coming backstage when I pump up, when I pose out in front of 5,000 people. I get the same feeling. So I'm coming day and night. <laughs> I mean, it's terrific, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm coming, I'm coming, day, coming and day and night. <laughs> like, imagine, like, you can, can't you see? That's why I'm so happy. Yeah. And once he got into movies and stopped bodybuilding, then he was a movie star. And guess what? He was still probably coming. Day <laughs> probably, and night. yeah. And then he became governor. And as we all learned, he had that nanny. So he was still coming day and night. Yeah, man. Just all, uh, so you're trying to tell me that pen is what he used in pumping iron when he was talking about coming? Yes. This is the exact pen he used to keep coming. I'm, I'm going to buy that shit. I'm buying <laughs> that shit. <laughs> yep. Sold. I don't know how, but by God. We yeah. got it. So what's the difference between a Ponzi scheme and a pyramid scheme? Um, there, there's a fine line, and really the difference is um, pyramid scheme will usually have a product 
And a Ponzi scheme usually has no such product whatsoever. Say so a pyramid scheme would have to adhere. A pyramid scheme could could still very well be like you know a, a terrible a, scam. Now there are you know companies you know who have built a business model on yeah. The, My dad did the pyramid Amway scheme. For yeah, I think Mary Kay's the same. Mary way. Kay's another one. They they and like they are, co. I used to yeah. work for cut co. So they're not yeah. necessarily bad but there is a fine line like you know but they actually do have a physical product right and there are still there's a business model they do still have to obey certain rules and laws as a business True. like yeah. be regulators an yeah. actual regular established business like bbb right better business bureau yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah bbbc like bbbc hey we're getting a call um oh, are we yeah are you set up for it um no well, we got to uh, take it. We can't tell people to do it all the time. Just, and plug, then this, take just it. plug that into your phone. Uh, I don't have time. I got to take that case. I'm going to answer it through the phone, through the computer. Will that work? Uh, yeah. Let's... Hello, caller. Oh, no, it's that. All right, hang on. Somebody else talk. What, no, what, so, what, hey, what, hey, what happened? What happened? Who is it? Caller? Caller. I don't know who's calling. All right, here we go. God damn it. God damn it. Caller, call back. Man, caller, call back. All the time. Just missed it, caller. Call back. If if not, I have your number. I'll, I will call back. Call it back. <laughs> <laughs> I will call you. Caller, call back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Caller is calling back. Yay, they listen. Hello, caller. Hey. Hello, caller. Who is this? This is Mr. Coach. Mr. Co- Mr. Coach. Mr. Coach. Mr. Coach. Mr. Coach. <laughs> oh, shit. What is going on, Mr. Coach? Oh, nothing. Uh, so I was uh, watching uh, on my wife's new uh, Apple desktop, and you guys were discussing the difference between Ponzi schemes and pyramids. Oh, here, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were getting into that. Was I wrong? Yeah, please correct me. Uh, just a little bit. Okay. So a Ponzi scheme, in the original in Charles Ponzi, uh, he dealt with all of the investors, right? Okay. So he, he went to everybody and said, hey, give me money. I'll double your money or whatever, you know, crap he's talking about. In a pyramid scheme, that's more of the, I recruit you, and then you recruit three people, and then each of those three people recruit three people. So okay. you, you still only you deal with the, your original three, and that's it. Yeah. So in, in uh, a Ponzi scheme, it's one guy looking out for himself. In a pyramid scheme, it's, you know, if you don't recruit new people, you don't get any money back. Mm-hmm. There it okay. is. There okay. it is. Awesome. I told you. And is that how they can get away with That's... it being air quotes legal? Uh, say again. So is that how they can get away with it being legal and like a business and not so much as a scam? Because it's up to you to go oh, find I... your own people and make your own money. I can't specifically speak to that. I am not a lawyer. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I, th- I think it would be more on the side of legal, just because. You're, you're getting that new money, paying old money type thing. Um, whereas something like a Ponzi would probably be just legitimately, you know, using the money coming in to pay new people. Okay. But I think I'll, at the same time, they're all pretty much not allowed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and things like but, Mary uh, Kay. That was, that was the main difference that I wanted to to point out to you guys. Awesome. Uh, well, thank you very much. See, that we appreciate yes, that. Yes, yes. Thank, yeah, thank, no problem. Thank you very much, Mr. Coach. Thanks. <laughs> tell 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 yeah, the coach herself that uh, we miss her. Have a good day. 
Uh, happy happy uh, Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Later. That's right. Bye. All so right. there you go. And uh, yeah. a lot of these multi-level marketing, like Mary Kay and like Cutco, they have products Cutco. they're selling. So there's that. Right. And you have to you and you also recruit people to help you make more money. Yeah, so yeah. that's a good marketing point. He brought in like they get a it's commission. not one person going around constantly getting new people to line his own pockets. Like, but in a I'll way, get it's you, like, and then it's up to you to go get more. Now, granted, the more people you get, the more I also make off of you. But that's you taking charge of yourself, and it's of not your just destiny. Yeah, one person. Financial independence is what it gives people a chance. A chance right. for. But in a way, it's still like a Ponzi scheme. Sure, sure. One they person just, is still dealing with they just, those, those people that they're dealing with. That's the way with. they're making it legitimate is here's an actual product that you go sell to make yourself money. So it's not me ripping you off. Mm-hmm. You got to do your own legwork. I hated doing it too, man. I remember oh, having God, to like, my dad did it all the time. Do these and calls all the time annoying. and going out to places and doing the presentation with all the knives to sell the Cutco knives. Really nice <sighs> knives, man. I almost yeah. uh, did oh. pretty much that, but with uh, vacuum cleaners. And I was uh, like, no, the Kirby gonna, vacuum? No, it wasn't, wasn't Kirby. I forget which ones it well, was. Well, it can't be a big name one. It wouldn't be like Dyson or something. So, yeah, it's always one that you've never heard of. Right. But like Dyson to them was. And you like had to go in their houses and throw a bunch of shit on the floor and be like, look, look. That's how you got, oh, there, fuck. That's how you oh, got the fuck. front door. You threw that. Yeah. As soon as they opened like, up, you oh, throw a hey, handful you need of dirt. That, yeah, yeah, you need that clean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Dad did Amway, and so he was always trying to get people to buy this shitty Amway products. What were some of the Amway I mean, they products? made anything. They had their own toothpaste and okay. like just kind of general deodorant, whatever. Household mm. stuff, and it was so fucking cheap and disgusting. Yeah. So, yeah, you, I don't know. It's awful always having this pathetic, nasty toothpaste. What is it, Amway, you said? Amway. What Amway is Amway? Global. That was the company that was doing the same thing. It just like house goods, you know, paper towels, toilet paper. That sounds like a good thing, though, right? Yeah, Everyone's but it's going to need that. And, and it was it super cheap. It's like, hey, you go, how much do you spend at the grocery store on toilet paper every month? I've said about $30. I poop what a if, lot. What if we? Uh, <laughs> what if I told you you could make it for $10 a month? Well, that sounds great. The difference is you're using five times as much of the product because it's god-awful toilet you're paper. You're using 440 grit sandpaper. Right. You know, it's just, it's just really, really Bad bad. Did you get a lot of the product at home? That, all of the shit at the house was Amway stuff. Okay, here, he here. Give to... me. I'm looking at uh, Amway Global right now. Give me a. Uh, what, what What do you want? Sunglasses. Sunglasses. I don't know if they have sunglasses. They got just... food type. You want uh You want something kosher? Well, here I want. <laughs> you know what I need? I need a. Yeah, what uh, do you need? Juicer. You need a juicer. Yeah. I don't know if it was. I think. I don't know if they did. They do appliances, appliance type things. Just like I just uh, energy it. drink comes up. How about excess energy drink cherry blast? No, I only drink uh, the Chopra, uh, the Chopra, uh, uh, Chupac Chopra. What? What's his name? What? Epoch Chopra. Nope. Chopra mate. No, his his no. It it's like his own drink. What the fuck are you talking about? I don't know. He's, Chopra's uh, juice. Drink. I don't know. Just household items. Like you know, you need a uh, mustache detergent? wax. Dish yeah, detergent. dish detergent. There you go. All right, no, no go. I don't need any of that. Sorry. God damn it, Carlos. <laughs> How about some wood glue? <laughs> you just right. play along Quarter. for one fucking item. Yeah, here we Quarter. go. Let's. How about just... some beer koozies? Nope. Nope. Legacy of clean dish drops, dishwashing liquid, original scent. Uh, they got any Tide pods? <laughs> uh, no, because Tide's a brand. They can't. Ten dollars, fifteen cents. Yeah, you, do they have any? Am- here we go. No, no, no. Here we go. Here we go. They've got Legacy of Clean automatic dish tablets. There, oh, you, there go. you go. That's yeah, the stuff. Yeah, here we go. I like the powdered ones. They're like, like the powdered ones. You can do They're easier to snort. Just, just fucking <laughs> blasted rails of powdered blasted. soap. All right, here we go. There's uh, there's sixty uses per box. What do you think the price is? 
uh, ten dollars. No, never nine. Twelve. Twelve thirty-four, Bob. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go at least a little higher than that. Uh, You're twelve thirty-five, aren't you? You piece of shit. Yeah, twelve thirty-five. Fucking, fucking piece. Of Carlos shit. is the winner at twenty-four eighty. Whoa! For ninety. Pack so they're not even cheap 60. anymore. Sixty. Uh, it's a retail cost per use of forty. Cents. How about a spatula? Forty-one cents. Spatula. Spatula. That's probably gonna be in what? Okay, Home so what goods? Would I want be... a silicone spatula. But what would be uh, do it? Give us a regular brand of this exact same item for sixty what? uses, because that doesn't seem very cheap to me. Okay, well, and that was always the selling point of Amway was how cheap you can get cheap all this shit. All right, Los, you just look look up like Tide Pods for sixty of them. Okay, let's see Tide Pods, and we will compare. <sighs> We're doing a live price checking, price matching right, right here, live on Facebook. Everybody, get your coupons. Yeah. Get your coupons. Is that how he was saying it? Coupons? Yeah. Coupons. I don't know. That's how Brandon was saying yeah. it. Coupons. We got to keep this shit. All right. So I've got uh, 42 Regular. loads here for 42 loads. 11. So you double that, you know, $22. Double that, that makes... three times. It'll give you 120, right? Yeah. How much? Yeah. And you were at 60. So I was at 60. So I just need to do twice. So 60. So $50 for me and for 120. But uh, but tide actual tide pods cost uh it's thirty three dollars for a hundred and twenty. So these what? are cheaper. How much? Oh wait, no, no, sorry, these are fifty. Yeah, yeah. So, these so are they're more not. Expensive. That's what I was saying. Amway's not even yeah, cheap anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, so hopefully they've improved the quality of their products. What's their that? toothpaste? Just look at their toothpaste, and I. <laughs> You're hung up on this toothpaste because I I it scarred me that much <laughs> in my wow. childhood. <laughs> This goddamn Amway toothpaste, right, and I'm gonna right. have to. Is the, oh, does here that we have go. Pictures? Here we go. Yeah, it's got some pictures. pictures. All right, here we go. Uh, multi-action uh, fluoride toothpaste, five dollars and twenty cents. Is that it? No, they've that changed is not. it. They've got new toothpaste. Hey, check out this sweet Glister Advanced toothbrush for twelve dollars and eighty-five cents. A twelve-dollar toothbrush. Yes. What about a multi-action? Is like, is it a, a motorized toothbrush no, or something? Just, it's a manual. Just a, for 12 bucks for a toothbrush get the fuck out of here <laughs> Jesus. that is some bullshit amway what are you even doing i don't know man y'all got any other requests for no we got uh, we got products oh cookware day. you wanted a uh you needed a new spatula right <laughs> spatula let's go to spatula city oh no well hang on let's just see come to spatula city where all we have lots of spatulas Look at this one. It's got like a different flathead on it. And this one's got round one. This one looks like an I'm Ansel My Eyes Johnson and this and is look a it. spatula. I and think. I got spatula for our fingers. Look at that. I've got <laughs> look at how funny those are. They've got they're just slapping around. I got these <laughs> slapping fingers. Come today to the spatula store. <laughs> I'm Spatula Joe. Alright, no spatulas. Sorry to inform you. You have to go to spatulas. Yeah, I'm looking up Cutco uh, knives. Oh, he's gonna he's compared to Cutco. Get another for just. I have one knife that I like have left over from like all the when I used to work there and Mm -hmm. the rest my mom has, but one I have is it's a seventy three dollar knife, but it's still as sharp as I got uh, the day I got it. It's crazy how sharp it stayed, because you can cut a tomato, you're like, and it's still like straight through an aluminum can. Yeah, that's how you would like promote it to you'd like uh, have like a can you'd like. Hey, uh, and when would there be an instance where you actually needed to cut through a can with a kitchen knife? This just shows I've, I've just it's never versatility because it shows like, oh, that's like a bunch of wear on an instant wear. 
you know yeah it's a lot of wear on it so they are just trying to show it hey fuck you man yeah but doesn't the blade mostly go dull not from the cutting action but from what you're cutting on uh, like well, yeah, like, sure. I mean, if sure. you cut with a lot of pressure, that's obviously going to dull it a lot faster. Like the act of cutting doesn't dull the blade. Sure, and sure, that, sure, isn't sure. that correct? Yeah. yeah. Well, depending. I mean, if you're going through a fucking can, cut through that. True. Metal, yeah. I mean, if you're cutting through bone or something, yeah, I suppose. Or you can, you know, take up. your leather shoe off. You're like, okay, check this out, madam. Uh, this is my shoe, and uh, here, Man, this you is. You better be selling a lot of knives. If you're cutting through shoes. This yeah. Is, well, it's every, my every single pitch. <laughs> It's my demo shoe. Well, you get two oh, yeah, demos. Demo shoe. Well, yeah, you get two demos per pair. So yeah, so I get I buy buy it, and uh, it's only like a hundred dollar investment for some shoes and their leather work boots, and they've got the leather, they've got the the, the rubber, the galvanized rubber, and then you're like, hey, would you like to bring out your favorite kitchen knife, madam? And she's like, oh, okay, I'll give it a shot. You're like, uh, you first of all, before all that, you're like, you knock on the door, tuk, tuk, tuk. there's the door, and that's the ring of the doorbell, Perfect and um, the woman of the house or actually the male of the house open uh, it's the woman of the house available <laughs> okay I, I would like to talk to her please because you have to talk to the the woman that's what they trained you that's wow. a sexist little thing off oh, the bat there yeah so you would be talking to that and you go uh would you grab your favorite knife here and you take off your shoe because you're you wearing both of your demo shoes but it's like the first time you're doing it. you're like i'm gonna take this off and you cut off you try using the hers and you're like really forcing it and you're really well, acting you gotta it up. Well, you got to sell it, right? Yeah, These yeah. Fucking things and like giving them a little bit of cut. And she's yeah. like, I'm like, yeah, this. You're you're ruining my knife. Like yeah. this knife, shitty. You. This guy showed up at my door and is continuing to cut right. his shoe. I'm like this knife doesn't cut fucking hot butter, bitch. <laughs> I'm like, look at mine, and then goes. And then you just chuck it. <laughs> <laughs> and I throw it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's dull anyway. <laughs> fucking chucking no. knives around the living room. Hey, this knife doesn't. You know. That's my favorite knife. <laughs> right. Hey, don't. Don't worry, lady. I give that to my three-year-old. She's fine with it. Ain't gonna hurt her, okay? <laughs> fucking three-year-old Wolverine. Jesus. Right? <laughs> She's been handling sharp blades since three weeks. God yeah, let's damn. uh let's uh get So how many did you sell Because like it doesn't sound like any. Uh I didn't sell very much. Ah, mm, never because I wasn't into it, man. I just wasn't into the whole trying didn't to have like, the passion. Yeah, you gotta like work it for to work, and I didn't have the I passion. I did alarm door-to-door alarm sales for a while. Oh, that's easy. You just like walk in unexpected and be like, if you had an alarm system, right? you'd have known that I was here. <laughs> Got bit by so many dogs, though. Mm. You did? I feel like that's that didn't help your your sales tactic. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need an alarm. Yeah, you're, our you're alarm correct. bit you. Does your phone work? Do you mind calling nine one one, please? Yes. Because or you can be like, <laughs> can I see the dog's vet records? Yeah. You go up to the door, like, um, your dog bit me as I was trying to break in. Now I could sue you. Or you can get an alarm that would just go off and no one would get a one suit here. Right? It's like, really nice place you got here. It'd be, be a shame if someone bled all over it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, y'all want to play a game? Let's play a game. Uh, right. I need a fresh beer. You let's take, it up. Let's take a little break, you right, guys. We'll go, there, to, boom. we'll go to break. We can do that. That is right. Talking about Ponzi was fun. A Ponzi, as my mom would say, what's wrong with Ponzi? You know, he got into lots of uh, good trouble and things like that. 
And, and mom, there that you're talking about uh, Fonzie from the yeah, I got it. Yeah, Fonzie, you motherfucker. You know, shit. Okay. Well, <laughs> sure. Why not? A very lovely story, motherfucker. And you tell it so <laughs> well. Let's do uh, your your little game. What does there need any need to be some music for your game? Yeah, give me just the generic game show. We don't show. have one here. Oh, yeah, that'll work. Except it's gonna announce a different one. Wheel of fortune, misfortune. Wheel of misfortune. That's misfortune, gay. Man, it's misfortunate. We all had to hear that. That was misfortunate. All, all right. right. Welcome to the game, everybody. Game Master is going to be the hard hat. Ooh, hey, everybody, that man, welcome to the game. Yeah, I forgot we got to have an uh, audience here. Film the front of a live studio audience. I'm your announcer, Los. Oh. And your host of the Wheel of Misfortune game, Brandon the Hard Hat Mitchell, everyone. Oh, hey, thank you, thank you. All right, all right, all right, all right. Settle down, guys. Settle down. We got a, we got a serious game we're going to play here. I said a serious game. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. Not, not much better. <laughs> you got to do oohs and ahs. Ooh. Ah. All right, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Game is simple. Three categories. Okay. Uh, two of which involve, uh, let's see, the game, the categories are famous multi-level marketing companies. Second category is infamous Ponzi schemes. And the third one is a wild card, bitches. Wild card. Florida or Germany edition. Ah, so how do we play this game? Yeah, what the fuck? All right, well, I'm just giving you the categories. We're gonna All spin right. the uh, the magical wheel of uh, misfortune, that one right there. Okay. And whatever category it lands on, um, we can decide which one of you goes first. It's gonna be one of those three categories. I'm gonna read you a uh, description, a clue, and you have to piece it together and try and figure out what it is. A, B, or C? Yeah. Uh, no, not even A, B, or C. I'm just going to list down facts about this, you know, thing, this item. And I, I think you guys will be able to figure it out. Okay. And then, of course, the third category, the Florida or Germany, I'm going to read a headline, and you have to decide if it took place in Florida or Germany. Oh, I know that game. All right. That's a good one. All right. So, so we're going to decide who goes first. Yes. You guys, I am thinking of a number between 1 and 10. Nick, what is it? 6. Carlos. Uh, it's going to be three. I was thinking of seven. Nick, you go first. All right. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Spin that magical wheel of misfortune. No whammy, no whammy, no whammy, no whammy, no whammy, no whammy. Famous multi-level marketing companies. <laughs> oh. All right. All right. All and right. the clue. It's so shitty toothpaste, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> Headquartered in the Cayman Islands, this line of weight loss and health supplements has been the subject of many health and legal issues since its inception, including containing ephedrine, lead, and even causing liver failure. Um, also, oh, yeah. the subject of a Netflix documentary, Betting on Zero, this film showcases the effect of the direct selling methods and the get-rich-quick opportunity. Of how it and and how it adversely affects those in already in financial hardships. Uh, I'm trying to remember this shit. I think we used to sell it when I was in my gas station days. It's possible. It was like a energy booster, That's, weight loss supplement thing. They sold a whole line. Essentially, of it was speed. I, I mean, think 
you were only allowed to buy so much of it at a time due to the ephedrine in it because you could use it to make. No, I think you're thinking of just old school Sudafed. <laughs> was that too? But there was like a, a little bottle that had a fucking B on it. I don't know. I'm not. I don't think I'm gonna get it. Give him a buzzer. Herbal Life. Herbal Life. Oh, definitely not what I was thinking. You know of Herbal Life though. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, very good documentary actually. By the way, Betty I didn't see that. Definitely very did not. Very good. All right. Not what I was thinking at all. Do all I right. get to spin the wheel? All right, yes. Your turn, Lo. Spin that magical wheel of misfortune. I thought I would play over it. <laughs> uh, Infamous Ponzi schemes it is. Yeah. All right. Are you just are you just sliding this? All right. <laughs> <laughs> A well-respected financier convicted convinced thousands of investors to hand over their savings, falsely promoting consistent profits in return. He was caught in December 2008 and charged with 11 counts of fraud, money la money laundering, perjury, and the theft of 65 billion dollars, <whistles> and covered several decades. Well, isn't that uh, what's his name, Bernie Madoff? Give him the ding. That is correct. Carlos won. Nick All right. Zero. Fuck yeah. Nick, your turn to spin that magical wheel of misfortune. Yeah. Famous multi-level marketing companies again. I'm calling bullshits. I need to see what's going on. In your <laughs> you're, you're, you're spin, you spun it the same same thing I yeah, did. Yeah, exactly. You, know? you got to give Just it a little bit more. A little more or a little less. Not my fucking it's fault. One of those things, you know. Established in September 1963 in Dallas, Texas, which multi-level marketing company focuses on the distribution of beauty products through its beauty consultants, allowing them to receive a commission not only on products they directly sell, but also a small portion of what members in their network as well god damn that's a run on no this shit, company is also buddy. known for its iconic Pink mountain laurel blush colored vehicles that mary fucking to the top. K. there it is god damn it we have a tie game all right <clears throat> let me show you how to spin this fucking thing okay you don't show me shit <laughs> you know you got to reach down i want dude i watched a lot of wheel of fortune growing up this is how you do it so you reach down are you everyone watching this thank you you reach down Spin the shit out of that thing. I almost hurt. I hurt my arm a bit on that one. Wild car, bitches! Florida, or Germany. What I tell you? What I tell you, Doug? <laughs> All right. What do we got? All right. Here? Now the headline: 28-year-old woman accused of breaking into a home, rummaging through the homeowner's belongings, and then taking a bath, fully clothed. <laughs> well, did that happen in Florida? Or Germany. Well, it's definitely a. It was probably a Florida man in Germany. Oh, yeah. I mean, it <laughs> like must run, Ronnie, run. Is that what we're doing here? <laughs> I'm gonna say it's Germany. Germany. That is incorrect, sir. New Florida, Florida. Florida. But say, check this out. It's done. He mentioned Florida man. This is a Florida woman. This is this is a rarity, guys. Hey, even Florida man needs a lady. Yeah, uh, Ashley Margaret uh, oh, Montreo. I guess I didn't hear that part. Of Newport Ritchie, is accused of breaking a rear window and entering a home. Uh, once inside, see if they would have had one of my alarms. <laughs> sheriff's deputies say she rifled through the homeowner's <laughs> papers, including the passport. Real nice place you got here. She tossed his clothes out on the front lawn and then took a bath fully clothed. They found her wrapped in a towel when they uh, when they got there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So, all right. All right. Where are we at now? We have we got a couple more. All we right. Have, let's see. Uh, yeah, just spin. Who's, whose turn is this? Is that, uh, is that Nick? Yeah, Nick, spin that magical wheel of misfortune. Oh, that was a oh, good, was good spin good right spin. there. Good, uh, see, you learned from and what I was And you got doing. infamous Ponzi schemes. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that crowd, that crowd. <laughs> give, give me some more. Come on. <laughs> man, they really like it. Yeah, they like that, <laughs> man. All right. <clears throat> Calm down, guys. Calm down. All right, everybody, take it easy. Sit yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. The man responsible for bringing sexy around the first time worked with uh, worked with boy bands of the 1990s, such as NSYNC uh, and Backstreet Boys, uh, and ranging from Aaron Carter to Jordan Knight. He was busted in 2006 when he was accused of running one of the mo- one of the longest running schemes in history. The scheme? He tricked investors into funding over 300 million dollars into a company called Transcontinental Airlines Sur- Travel Services Incorporated and Transcontinental Airlines Incorporated both of which only existed on paper. There was no actual airline, no travel service. Uh, He forged all of these uh, documents from the FDIC and AIG to win over the confidence of investors. Um, After an investigation, he was indicted in 2007 and sentenced to 25 years in 2008. Died in prison of a heart attack in August of 2016. Who, Who is responsible for bringing us sexy the first time? I, I, I don't recall. I have no idea. You don't recall? I don't know that there was ever a song called We're Bringing Sexy the first time. He's talking about, obviously, Justin Timberlake. Yeah. And NSYNC. So it was probably the manager of NSYNC. So what was that guy's fucking name? What was name? his name? I mean, it's a famous scheme. <laughs> well, yeah, I remember hearing about the Transcontinental Airways, but I don't remember the name behind it. Don't know. Lou Pearlman. Lou Pearlman, see? I would not have got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we've got. Sorry, I'm sorry. We've got two more Failed. Florida Failed or Germany's. All right, I'm. I'm stepping up here into this. Everybody, let me hear you. Everybody, clap your hands. Thank you. Thank All right, you. here we go. Reason. <gasps> Fuck you. Whew. That was a tough one right there. What do we got there? We've got a uh, wild card, bitches. <laughs> Florida or Germany edition. No, yeah, dude, no the crowd loves that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you got for me? All right. Headline. Whose turn is it? Is it you, Los? It's my turn. All right. Head, headline reads, man saved by medics after almost dying in attempt to drown ex-girlfriend. Well, definitely sounds like that's a German man who's living in Florida. Oh. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and bet that this is actually a German story. Is this German? This is, in fact, a German story. Ding, ding, ding. Medics had to resuscitate a 19-year-old man in Berlin after he struggled for breath in the freezing waters of the Havel, Havel, uh, while trying to drown his ex-girlfriend. All right. I fucking did it. Everyone's fucking into this game. All right. So, Los, that uh, put you up. It's 2-1. All right. All right so, so, is so it there's one more, more though, yeah, right? you have this one. All right. Here comes that stupid Nick. Do I have a need to spin it? Uh, more, yeah, spin it just to buy me a little bit of time. Not a very enthusiastic crowd. I'm yeah, not a fan one, favorite. That sounds like favorite. a very weak spin. Do you, you're saying you need another <laughs> one? <laughs> no, I'm just saying what, oh. that crowd, There's, man, they, they won't stop, They're still stop, cheering man. for you, but it's very faint. Yeah, it's just, just my mom in the back. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, man Thanks, was uh, man was arrested on charges of robbery of a uh, weapon and Have battery. Have you been on standby this whole time, dog? Oh yeah, probably. Yeah, man. It's it's been a rough show, guys. Here. Uh, still got watchers though. Damn, there somehow. we go. There we go. Hey, they could still see it. That's why I made it, you know, translucent for when I mess up. They can still <laughs> see the show. All right, go ahead. <laughs> oh, we're oh, god damn it, that crowd, man. They all right. Thank you guys. Thank you. But we need to. We're trying to get through a radio show. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Let's see. So, a man arrested on charges of robbery with a weapon, uh, battery, and two other offenses. The weapon that he used. Uh, was a toaster that happened in Florida or Germany battery with a toaster yes I'm going Florida Florida is correct I mean it had to be higher end <laughs> yeah I don't yeah. know if too many people in Florida can Ooh. afford damn toasters but so that brings us to a tie gentlemen I did not prepare did not. a tiebreaker so give me your phones that means we have to arm wrestle for it no, it's going to be who has the higher battery life. Oh. All right, he's going to um, check the battery life right now. Them so it's what does the, the passion have? Passion, he doesn't have percentages I enabled, it but it's... Here, I just had it ready for you. Why did you fuck with it? I probably messed right up there. there. All right, all right, here you, we go. You turd. Nick, <laughs> you're at 91%. You are the winner. Yay! <laughs> Carlos, you're only at uh, 70%. That's right. Hey, that's uh. Them's the brakes, Holmes. Always, uh, always have a fresh charge on your phone, because you never know when that's going to be a tiebreaker. When that's somebody right. might say, "Hey, that's I'm gonna fair. buy you a drink if your battery's at eighty percent or higher." I like this game, but it was stupid. <laughs> it could have been better executed, but whatever. That was first time for everything. Wheel of misfortune. Wheel of misfortune. Wheel of misfortune. That's right. Uh, Hey guys, let's uh, let's do a little bit of the news. Anybody know what happened on Norge is the new black? I don't. Is a new one out? I guess so. I would have known uh, about that actually. There's a comment. Somebody oh. wanted to know. Uh, I did. I was caught up on Netflix. I think five seasons in. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm so I don't know up. if it started up again, then I, I do not know. What are they trying to say? They just said, uh, oh, it, oh, I guess I read that wrong. It just said that happened on Orange is the New Black. Well, we they beat someone with a toaster? Probably. I mean, I I assume. Hey, you know, life imitates art. Yeah. Sure exactly. does. They had to All get right. it from somewhere. I got a little news story, a little catch up. Remember, we were talking about Mad Mike Hughes in the news, uh, and actually we went a little further and... When yep. we uh, did a little flirt. I used to go to school with a guy named Mike Earth, And there's a reason why otherwise normal intelligent people are flocking to droves to join this movement. What were you saying? You had a, you know, a friend named Mike Hughes yeah. growing up? Yeah, I went to school with a Mike Hughes. Was he a mad Mike Hughes? Uh, you know, he was... He had an anger problem. He, he, was, moderate, he, he, was, he was a pretty, uh, pretty chill dude. Docile yeah. Mike Hughes? He smoked a lot. So he was just pretty... Uh, Cancerous Mike. Uh, others, well, maybe, hack, but still... Hacking Mike Hi, Mike. Well, he stoned was stoned, uh, Mike. Hippie, Mike. I don't know. Yeah, stoner, Mike. Uh, yeah, I knew him. I knew a guy. <laughs> stoner, Mike. I knew that guy. This was out in California, so maybe. Ah, uh, well, perhaps. Uh, so let me tell you about this, Mike Hughes. He was supposed okay. to go uh, take his. He invented a steam-powered rocket, mm. in which he would take a. 
Yeah, he's going to launch it into the air only just a few hundred thousand feet and <laughs> prove that the world is indeed flat as he believes. So not near high enough to actually Well, the first yeah, well not definitely not. I don't know how he thinks he's going to he's not even going to get up as high as planes get up. You right. Know? Anyways, he was going to do it again. He scrubbed the first one cuz uh, FAA wasn't going to allow it. I guess. And now this time he's like I'm going to do this day before the Super Bowl. It's going to have more Fucking viewers in the Super Bowl. And you yeah. can go and watch it. $5 you pay to go to this little website and you can watch it. Uh-huh. Well, technical problems apparently prevented a scheduled rocket launch Saturday afternoon near Amboy, California by adventurer and flat earth advocate, Mad Mike. He ooze. He ooze. People at the scene speculated Hughes might try to launch himself sometime during today's Super Bowl, but uh, today's Super Bowl, I mean, this comes mm-hmm, from uh, mm-hmm, Route mm-hmm. 66 News. I'm sorry, but Hughes in a video sh- uh, shot by a bystander seemed noncommittal until he could look at the rocket more thoroughly this morning. He backed out again. He is a fucking pussy. And You're coming across like a complete twat. Coming across like a complete twat, too. Bit. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. If you know that you're not even going to get as high up as airplanes go, wouldn't it be a hell of a lot easier and cheaper just to buy a ticket for a fucking airplane ride and get a better view than you're trying to get out of your shitty little steam rocket? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Why is he still... And why is anybody thinking like, yeah, man, fucking do it. We want to see the truth from you. Like, you can go get even better viewpoints for your fucking self. Why, why, why? Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong, dude. You're not wrong. You're definitely uh, not wrong. in the slightest. <laughs> you, you have some beef with this guy? Sounds like you, you're really passionate uh, well, is about Is he a this. flirther? Then yes. Uh, you know, I've been... I have to calm down with the flat earthers. It, it, it kind of bothers me. They don't give a fuck. You, you present them with good evidence, and they're like, I'm not watching that. Look, then, when someone believes in something so strongly, if they're already that into it without any legitimate proof... Nothing you can present to them will change their mind. Yeah, but there is legitimate proof, and they just deny the proof. No, 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 no. They believe in the flatness without any proof of it, oh. is what I'm saying. Well, they have sort of their own proof. No. Yeah. They don't have a single thing. They believe in their theory, like oh, the, the sun Okay, is but ours isn't a theory. We know for sure. Oh, I know. Okay, so what I'm saying is when they believe something— and they can't have they don't have any way to actually prove it at all. It's completely faith based and conjecture. There's nothing you can do that's going to change their mind because they're already that bought into there it. There is one thing you could do: take them up in a steam powered rocket and show them curvature. No, do some research. Oh, that's what you could tell them to do. <laughs> Speaking of research, man, Japanese scientists say that they have a possible cure for something. Nick, you might you might be interested in this. Okay? Oh, you motherfucker. Oh. They have a possible cure for baldness. Uh, is yes. it the French fry oil? Yes. They lie within the chemical used <laughs> in McDonald's French fries. Yep. And you know me. I love McDonald's. Well, I got a lot of people in my life that are like, what the fuck? McDonald's is fucking shitty. You should fucking kill You have Buffalo Bill in your life? <laughs> Just put the, put the lotion on your... Put the grease on your head. Do you understand? And then you'll have some hair again. But, you know, uh, the researchers at Yokohama National University uh, experimented with a new method to regrow hair on mice using the chemical dimethylproxosiliaxine, which is a silicone addictive, uh, addictive, addictive, it's an additive, excuse me, in McDonald's French fries that is used to stop cooking oil from frothing over. 
Scientists believe their uh, preliminary test on mice, that process, will be successful when transferred to human cells. How about that, though, man? I mean, it's about time. You know? So what we'll we do... Can, we can fix broken boners, but we can't get fucking hair back? I mean, what the shit? And I wonder what it'll do to your existing hair. Maybe it'll make it even thicker and, and then more plentiful. I don't know. Will it just stimulate your old follicles or your follicles gone? Like... I want to know some more. So, um, actually, and why did they? What made them think? Hey, this weird thing used in French fry oil. Mm-hmm. Did you guys read? Let's what, rub uh, that on mice and see what see happens. what happens. That might grow a, a, a third ear or another. And if head. they do, man, we could transplant. Oh, but they that. ended up growing growing hair. Oh, great, great. Cool. But did uh, did you guys read what um what that uh, what that chemical is put in the oil for? To keep it from frothing. Keeping yeah. the oil from frothing over. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, because I, I'm a... I just don't understand how that's going to work in that. Investigative so, journalist here. I actually have some McDonald's french fries. I thought maybe we could rub some on your head and see if we can get any some follicles grown. So, oh, yes. Let's do it. Here it comes here. We got some mm. right here. You, McDonald's you, french fries. Try to do all these bits when we have a camera. Who cares about the camera? <laughs> Who cares about the camera? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We got, got these uh, McDonald's french fries. Delicious. Here. Mm, I can right. smell those. Just, mm. just take a handful and just, like, rub it on your head, okay? Just do it. I know you're you're you're. It's nervous, but you just go ahead and put your well, hand. Well, he's in. insecure. He's, right. This is a safe. He's trying. Place. He's trying. He's trying. He's trying. He's trying. All right, so come take, on, take it. There you go. One one step. Yeah, come dude, on. grab a handful. It's Here like a go. band-aid. That's cool. Do it there quick. All right, just squeeze it maybe a little bit. These are fresh. <laughs> it smells great. Yeah. All right, now rub it on your head. Uh, he's again. He's rubbing it on oh, his head right now. Uh, yeah, he's rubbing what it in there. What does it feel like? Is it still warm? Yeah, it's pretty awkward. Yeah. <laughs> How's that salt feel? You don't have any open wounds or anything on your head, do you? Yeah, I mean. No. So how long do we have to make this sit up here for? I don't know. Do you, right, you're so the one with the study. Let's just go ahead and let it sit up there. Put your headphones back on, and uh, there you go. Put your headphones in. And we're going to check with them at the end of the episode here yeah. and see how yeah, it's yeah. going. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, man, uh, smell great, dude. Oh, yeah. I love McDonald's French fries. You know, as a, as a youngster with my car, you would just buy a bag of fries and keep it in your car you don't eat it so that you can just it, so it always smells like mcdonald's fries when you get in there i do wonder why the the little tree-shaped air fresheners never got onto a french fry smell oh well i don't know maybe buy it was, the actual thing well i bet they got all everything else why well, the yeah. fuck not like it turned out to be cheaper to buy the french fries than <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. making a the chemical sh- that, sh- that, that smelt like it well, you guys, that's going to be emergency exit for the day. Um, looking good so far. I don't know if they haven't seen anything new there. Wait a minute. It's definitely a little more shiny. Wait a minute. But that could just be the grease. I think I see some new follicles growing. And they're growing. Your your whole head's growing right now, bro. Look at you. Your hair is growing it's down to his shoulders now. Mm-hmm. He's got now. He's got long. It, it, this is a, this is amazing. Everybody look. Just just look. So at much him. hair. It's everywhere. Turns out the Japanese did it again. A cure for baldness. Ask the passion. All about it. They done did it. We like to have fun here, you guys. Yeah. Thank you guys very much for listening. If you guys like our content, go to iTunes and greatest five star. Tell your friends about the podcast. Let's see. Question of the week. What is the term used to describe water that is below freezing point but remains a solid uh, or a liquid state? Excuse me. Uh, get back what? to us with the correct answer and win a emergency exit branded t-shirt. Uh, the question is, I'll do it again. What yeah. is the term used to describe water that is below freezing point but remains in a liquid state? So get us your answer. 
mercyexitpodcast.com. So for Nick the Passion Rider, Brandon the Hardhead Mitchell, I'm Low saying. That's right. That's right.